host, Harla Nivens. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show. I am your host, Carla Nivens. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you head to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. You can get all the great information about Love Ministries there. Also check out my website, CarlaNivens.com. Well, I am so excited to welcome for the first time, Lori Omnowski. Lori began writing at a young age, mostly recording her life in a journal. Then a couple of years later, she would write poetry and quotes, not truly realizing where that would take her. At first, she didn't share her writing until her senior year in high school. She was surprised how well her poetry was received. So writing was always a secret passion for Lori, never thinking she'd be taken seriously. She kept it to herself until college. And after trying out different majors, she settled on English, a cover-up to what she really wanted to do, which is write professionally. And as she was a community of writer on Wetpath and Inkeep. Uh, she didn't give much thought to getting published traditionally until she started to see she was trending and began to see um, her fictional characters growing. So the publishing process has been very painless. I love that. With the <laughs> constant support for the from the writers community on Instagram and continues on Wetpad and in Inkit. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Inked that right? it, yeah, inked it. In ink it, okay. Yeah. Not to mention uh, love and support from her family, which we all love and need. She wishes to continue her writing full-time and continues to publish her young adult romance books professionally. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, Lori, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate being invited and I have I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am so intrigued um, by the path that you have taken into a published writer. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like you naturally kind of worked your way into it. Um, and that passion was always present in your life. So tell us more about the road that you have taken to become a published author. Um. It wasn't easy. I don't think it is for anybody, but uh, it wasn't easy. Um, and it was always something that I really never considered doing um, books. Um, lots of uh, the things that, especially with poetry, um, it, it always flowed as if it, it had a, it, a story that it could be built upon. But um, no, I, I never really considered myself like a writer of novels. Um, and a lot of the things that I would write, I would keep to myself quietly in a journal. And a lot of my frustrations, a lot of my anger always, you know, went into doing uh, little things, you know, like quoting um, poetry. There are lots of times where I would rip paper because I was just writing so hard because I was so angry because mm. uh, my home was not necessarily a place where we felt as though we could actually express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the only place that I had to express myself was with a pen and paper, you know, so. 
Yeah. It, it, it was, it was, it was, it was hard. And, um, I kept it to myself because I never, especially, and it's not like they probably did it intentionally, but it's just how my family was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it was always, oh, that's great. But, and it, it stuck with me and it didn't really, um, go anywhere until, I had a a dream at night and I woke up in the middle of the night and I wrote it down and that was my very first book, but it never went anywhere. Mm -hmm. So when I was in therapy, that's when I finally got it in my head, I'm going to do this. And that's where my debut novel came from. Mm -hmm. And I had a great therapist that walked through with me, um, my self-consciousness and you know the 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 nasty things that I would say in the back of my head and we walked through it step by step we walked through it and I did it so yeah and and I can tell that you are a very expressive person so Mm -hmm. I can imagine that if you were in a situation where you felt like you couldn't say the words out of your mouth that you wanted to writing would be um, like a great outlet to get those words out from inside of you, you know, out somewhere. And, and I think that has to do with too, a lot of different creative types of people, you know, whether it is you write songs, whether it is you do art, you know, you always put a bit of your own emotions into it. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like, um, emotionally, what's a lack of a better term, um, backed up, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to say the real word, but when you feel emotionally backed up and, uh, you have no other kind of ways to express yourself, whether it's because someone prohibits you from doing it, or if it's yourself that does it, uh, that creative outlet always, it always seemed to make me feel better because I got it out. Right. You know, and rather than screaming at the top of my lungs, I did it in my notebook mm-hmm. and it, it actually, it made me feel a lot better, uh, whether or not I listened to sad music as I was doing it or what have you, it, it, it was a release was, is what it was. Yeah. So, so you say your first novel had, you said it, it came after you had a dream, you woke up you wrote it. Mm-hmm. It did you ever publish it? No. It's sitting in in a black garbage bag in my closet in my office. Really? So I'm always I used to sleep on top of it because I had a bed that had drawers. And so all of like and I wrote it by hand. Mm-hmm. So like I would sleep on top of it. So it always it's always there with me. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it, it's too much to like go back and, and maybe over time I might revisit it, but um, it's a lot of editing that needs to be done with it because it's a mess. Hmm. And I grew a lot since writing that yeah. because I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So your writing style changes, you know, and, and you try to... Um, I have a big problem with being repetitive in 
some of the things. So I, I constantly, I use tools. I, quite honestly, I don't know any author that doesn't write with thesauruses and, and different encyclopedias to look up different words and terminology. And so I try to do all of that. And believe me, it's painful. It hurts because, you know, you, you have to think all the time and on your toes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so afraid of the cringeworthiness of what's written in that book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be able to write it now because it's at a time where I was young. I was like 16, 17 when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if I would actually be able to pick it up again, Yeah. yeah. but you know, I'm working on something. It's going to start. Um, I have an editor for, um, a book that I wrote that was on Wattpad for a long time mm-hmm. and I took it off of there and I have it on inked it now and it's complete, but it needs editing. So that's going to be my next book that I'm, I'm going to publish and I'm writing its sequel now. So. Oh, nice. So tell us more about, um, and ink it and am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Ink mm-hmm. it and Wattpad. Wattpad. W- Wattpad. Wattpad. Um, they are a storybook platform where um and a lot of indie authors use it too to kind of get a jump start like a platform to you know dive in the realm of an audience so they they build a following using Wattpad inked it and Wattpad and inked it you can publish with them professionally it's not easy to do and sometimes I feel as though they have kind of um clicks to where Somehow, some and believe me, there's lots of books that I've picked up and put down because mm-hmm. I can't read them. It some of them it hurts to read hmm. because they're unedited. Mm-hmm. They're not. Um, uh, they don't use the proper grammar. They it, it just it kind of hurts. So I'm like, I I can't read it. I can't read it. But mm-hmm. those are books that have like thousands and thousands, sometimes millions of read. I'm like, why? <laughs> they're terrible. But, you know, they're both and they both run differently. With Wattpad, you can include music. You can include um, art in your books. On Inkedit, it's just straight text. Okay. Um, And it's a lot easier to upload. It's a lot easier. And they rate their stories differently. So it's not based upon how many reads you have. It's based upon how many... um, times you do update because more people start reading your books a lot of people like completed books rather than ones that get updated every week and um what i like better about inkedit is it your rating depends upon the reviews and the comments that you have the interaction whereas with wattpad it has to do with how many reads you have and you're on boards that is easily searched when you have more reads and you update more often. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Inkedit, you have the ability and more writers write for themselves on there than for necessarily the reader, because uh, it's more at a slower pace. But there are competi- com- um, competitive uh, websites. There's chapters, episode. With episode, I tried using them, mm-hmm. but they are a um animated so it's a lot of coding okay and illustration and music and things like that 
I tried, I couldn't get it figured out. So I didn't, I didn't continue with it. I used to read it, but they're geared towards certain age group. They all are, but you can get away with being on the edge of what sells. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Well, I can see how being on um those websites would you know it when as you get a following there you're like okay um you know i can even move on to the next stages oh yeah Yeah. um i have a friend who um i started reading her on wattpad Mm -hmm. and i i i play with her i joke her with she's a female stephen king at least i think so Okay. And she loves the genre of horror and thrillers. And she wrote a really great piece um, called Black Hollow. She's, she's, and she's an incredible author and it's in a three book series and uh, it's a historical thriller and it's beautiful. And she has a great following and she's already published, gosh, five and all by herself. Okay. So a lot of them can either go the traditional route, which a lot of them do, and a lot of them also go the independent route, um, which I'm now slowly but surely, because I went the traditional route with class of 95, um, which I'm very happy with Mm -hmm. for a jumping off point. But now that I see that and I'm building connections with people and, and that I can get help from if I need it. Um, I'm going to try my hand at at self-publishing because I'm finding I'm doing most of the promotion myself. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And there is no guarantee when it comes to traditional publishers anyway, that you're going to get, you know, uh, a best-selling book. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And half the time when you do get see New York's Times bestseller, they're not. Right. But because they have a name and they have, it doesn't mean that their yeah, books get that status. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love Anne Rice. She's mm-hmm. a New York Times bestseller. But mm-hmm. has she made books that are not bestsellers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she can put that on her books because she is. Right categorically she is right i i would love to say i would love to get to that route that 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 stage but i'm also a realist mm-hmm. i i know i'm not but at least i know that what i do put out i work hard on it and why not try to get the most of it yeah. on my own if i can yeah, so I understand. So tell us about your creative process. How, how do you build out your characters and how do you go from getting this idea, you know, until the, you know, finished oh, product God. of your life? Yes. Uh, this reminds, this reminds, this, a painful question, process. This, is a, this is a loaded question, Carla. Um, I, I mean, I, it reminds me of questions I used to get um, in my nine to five jobs, you know, during, um, uh, review time, you know, when you, when you're up for your raise, they're like, you know, Lori, your numbers are so high on productivity. How do you do it? I'm like, work hard. 
I don't, I just, I don't, I usually, I would tell them, I really don't know. <laughs> I, re I really don't, you know, like there's, there's, there's things called pantsers and people who plan, planners and pants. I'm a pantster. Okay. Um, usually it's, you know, I can be doing random things and it happens more often when I'm writing like a prose or a poem or something. It's like, oh, that's a really good line. And I jot it down. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to a book, um, like with class of 95, I always kind of knew I wanted to write a book that um, was loosely based on myself. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say it's loosely based, it's no one can get any more loosely based than me. It's, it's extremely loosely based on my life. Mm -hmm. Predominantly only because it, it takes place where I grew up. Okay. And I had, I wanted to do that because, you know, I love the town I grew up in. Uh, but that was really the one and only time I just had an idea. That's why I wanted to write it. I wanted to write it based upon somebody who was a loner who um, didn't quite quit, quite fit in with, you know, the society of her school and her town and everything, but she wasn't alone either. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted to write a, a non-cliche that had cliches in it, but there's a reason for all of that. Um, the book I wrote before um, was another book. I, another idea I had that I dream, I dream up a lot of different ideas and then I have to wake up in the morning and write it down if it's good enough otherwise I forget mm -hmm. and okay. then the characters just start talking mm -hmm. and in the back of my head I just I just hear them and it's really irritating so I have to write them out and if I don't they 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 kind of harass me mm -hmm. and they come up with their own names and their own people and then I just build on them but I don't write anything down it's all in here Mm -hmm. and somehow I just keep track of everything I don't know how I do it but it's really the only part of my life that I am like that yeah maybe because I enjoy doing it so much and I enjoy building them I have about seven projects that are on in my head but I don't write them down but I know that they're there and I know what I want to do with them mm -hmm. but I I really there are people that can write 10, 15, 20 books at a time. They have spreadsheets and they have big, huge books with tabs of different colors and storyboards and all of this wonderful reference tools. And I'm like, I can't, how, mm -hmm. how I can't keep track of that. Half of the time, I can't keep track of what my kid ate like three hours ago. How, how do you? Please tell me how you do it. Well, I think everybody, that's why I like to ask that question. Every single person answers that question differently. And your answer, I think I um, identify a lot with, with your answer. You know, that, that happens to me. Things like when you said, it won't leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then that's kind of the thing I go with right now. The thing that's... yeah up there you know yeah. and I think I, I I have to get this out right so and that's it. why I tend to only write one book at a time mm 
um, because I have to dedicate, otherwise I will get myself confused and maybe accidentally put one character in a book that shouldn't be in that book and is in another one. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I have to try to be careful. I try to separate every character I've ever written from each other. Mm-hmm. I try not to get myself, um, too in deep. Like I'm working on two books at one time, but I'm not working on one, um, at this very moment. Mm-hmm because I'm at a standstill and I get myself involved with these complex plots, multi-layered, multi-characters. And it kind of puts me in a place that I'm like, I know how I wanted to end, but how do I get there? Right. 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 You know? Yeah. So with that one, I'm with a developmental editor that is working wonders with me, but it's a slow process. Mm-hmm. So we're breaking that book up into three books. It's going to be a series. Oh, wow. Very nice. I'm tired just talking about it now. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And because honestly, what you're saying is, okay, you start this thing and you get some help and you, mm-hmm. you know, have, have somebody help you to organize it all. And honestly, you just keep working until you get to the end like mm-hmm. you don't overwhelm yourself don't um you know just don't give up on it you know no. it, it's there yeah it, you, you you can't and you know but you know what though if you do have to feel if you do have that feeling as if you do have to give it up for whatever reason mm-hmm. you know if you're look um before I wrote class of 95 I was in a self-imposed writer's block I was devoid of any, any motivation, any inspiration. Um, I had probably, and it's self-diagnosed, but I'm not, uh, I was a psychology major too. So I wasn't too far off of my own diagnosis. And even my therapist agreed with me. And I'm a big advocate on therapy. Mm -hmm. A huge advocate. We are on this show. We really are. Yes. I'm a big advocate of it. Um, And she really helped me realize that, you know what, maybe I did have a bit of postpartum. Because it was soon after mm-hmm. my son was born. I had a miscarriage before him and I had a threatened miscarriage during the pregnancy with him. So it, a lot of trauma, a lot of, you know, self-deprecating. I do it a lot to myself too to this day. I, I have a very, I have a lot of self-deprecating um, humor about myself, mm-hmm. which turned out to be very injuring. So I put myself, I was in a self-imposed block for years. Like I said, I had no motivation, no inspiration, no nothing. And it wasn't until I started going to therapy that I decided I'm going to, I'm going to finish this book and I'm going to eventually look into publishing it. And my husband's very supportive. He's like, you want to do it? I'm here to support you. Go ahead and do it. you know so yeah how how do you how do you recommend that other people build confidence in themselves and how do you build confidence in yourself it's a battle every single day um and I also know uh, again talking about go uh, I'm like I said I'm a huge advocate for mental health care Mm -hmm. uh self-care self-love everything and a lot of the times, you know, unfortunately, I need to listen to myself of what I tell people more often, 
And more often times than I don't, I don't heed. Believe me, there's plenty of times, you know, I, I cry for no reason, but I know that there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And over time, I just learned to accept the fact, no, I, ha- I have to do it, have to do it. But at the same time, I know that if I do push myself too hard and I force myself to write and work, it's going to hurt the piece. Mm-hmm. It's not going to benefit me. It's not going to benefit a reader. And if I don't enjoy reading what I wrote, nobody else is going to. So what I always say to myself, write, 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 write every day, write anything. And no matter what, just keep doing it. Cause you don't even know, maybe something like that in that moment where you have no confidence in yourself, maybe that would be something that you can put out to the world. And they say, you know what? I feel that same way. And that's what I love to hear any, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but this is, Hey, this is my show for as long as I'm on here and I'm going to make it my show. There you go. Um, I have a lot of reviews where all I've heard from people, God, your characters are so relatable. I knew somebody just like that. I'm just like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that makes me feel great. Or I even love the fact that people are like, I hate that character. I've had uh, in class of 95, there's a character that, that a friend, that a reader told me, I have plans on how I would kill her. <laughs> Oh my I goodness. Think, yeah, like she was giving me that ideas on how I should though, right? But yeah. I mean, look, there's a reason why she was the way she was. She was not just your average run-of-the-mill mean girl. Mm-hmm. She was she was certifiable. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. certifiable without medication, without diagnosis. She's she was a nut job. Mm-hmm. You know, but she's like, I don't care, I still hate her. I'm like, but I love her because she was that way. And I couldn't kill her off. She, quite honestly, she didn't deserve to be killed off. Hmm. But I think her ending was poetic and okay. ironic in a way, because all she ever wanted was forgiveness. She wanted forgiveness and nobody was willing to give it to her hmm. because what she did was beyond repute. Mm-hmm. But I think to a degree, everybody deserves it yes it's a hard thing to do but Mm -hmm. everybody deserves it even a fictional character deserves forgiveness because no matter what that character has a little bit of you yeah yeah you always write it's like with Anne Rice she always described Lestat as two sides of herself Hmm. which is (laughs) really scary to think of is if you scary. ever read those books, you'd know Lestat's not a lovable character. Yeah. He's really not, especially in the first book. I mean, he, he killed someone simply because he wanted them and he killed them and he turned them to spend an eternity just like him. Mm-hmm. How is that a nice character? Right, right, right. But we all have that in us, right. Right. you know? Yeah. And, and to, you know, say, how do you get some, how do you, it's not an easy thing because you got to work through it a lot of the times alone. Right. Right. You right. know? Yeah. So let, let me, let me ask you this. Um, how, 
can people find your books? Like, I know that after hearing this conversation and after hearing your process and just kind of how real you are, like mm -hmm. you're putting it out there. I know that's how your books are written. How do people, how do people find your books? Um, I'm on social media wise. I'm on Instagram. Uh, Lori writes stories. Okay. Um, the book is on Amazon. Okay. Um, in paperback, e, uh, Kindle, and now uh, it's available in hardback, which I have right here, and it's simply gorgeous. Nice. I, I had to get my own copy. Um, <laughs> and my uh, publisher's website, which is Yukioto okay. Publishing House, okay. and on that site, it's available um, in flip book, ebook, paperback, and hardback. Okay. on Yukioto. So that's how you can find it, but it's on every single kind of platform. Um, I mean, I randomly, I searched it and I'm on like tons of other sites that I had no idea about because Yukioto deals a lot with you in Europe and Asia. Okay. So, but here, Amazon, you go on Amazon, you can order it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And Lori is L-A-U-R-I. E. L-A-U-R-I-E. Lori Abnowski, yes. because Abnowski. Yes, I want to make sure that people know exactly um, how to search yep. and, and find you. Well, I have loved this, Lori. I have enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for being on the Every Heart, Every Woman oh, show. Thank you so much, and this has to be hands down one of my favorite ones. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Which are so you're real. You're just well, yeah. You just have to. You have to be that way. You know. I mean, it's it's not a good thing to be um in in our forums to be anything but ourselves exactly, so, exactly. i loved it i That's loved it gravitate to yeah exactly thank, well, you. thank you so much Lori. everyone have a great week we'll see you back here next week enjoy this song oh love have a great thank week you. thank you oh.